0: Hello and welcome to the Cyber Breakdown podcast. This is our audio accompaniment series supporting our animated videos that you can find on our YouTube channel and Facebook pages by searching for Cyber Breakdown or find us on Twitter by searching for at Breakdown Cyber. Remember to like and share our podcast and subscribe to stay up to date with new content. We're breaking down cyber for all. Let's get started. The world is connected and you are part of that digital world. Your personal information, data, files, your friends and family, who you bank with, what your personal, professional and political views are, where you work, and much more data is out there, in cyberspace. It can't be deleted, removed or destroyed. Your cyber profile is available to anyone that wants to take the time to pull it all together and target you, and that is where the money is. Phishing first appeared back in the good old 1990s, when dial-up was the only option for home computer owners to access the internet. This new concept of phishing was an example of a hack that exploited the weak security in applications. Unsecure business practices, combined with the more social side of hacking called social engineering, which was to discover and leverage legitimate credentials from unsuspecting victims. Far easier than building room-sized supercomputers for brute-force attacks just convince people to give over their login details and passwords legitimately. The dramatic rise in phishing exploits during the 90s is arguably most closely associated with the AOL 30-day free trial dial-up hack. It was discovered that a user could manually change their screen name to appear as if they were AOL administrators. Using these phony screen names, they would reach out to other AOL users, requesting their account details, including passwords. Most victims were completely oblivious of this type of fraudulent activity and gave over their details willingly. Once received, this allowed the impersonator to effectively use the internet for free, using the victim's account, and these credentials were often traded or shared on forums. Fast forward to today. Phishing was the route of entry for over 30% of all security breaches in 2019, so this is a huge global problem. The real concerning statistic is that success rates for phishing attacks are actually increasing. This is due in part to the development of the -the off-the-shelf tools available for purchase on the dark web. We'll cover the dark web in a later video. These exploit tools are known as phishing kits. Phishing attacks are initiated through the use of disguised email although other forms of phishing exist, called vishing, which is voice, so usually over the phone, and smishing, which is by SMS text message, but now includes WhatsApp, Facebook Messenger and others. There are also other forms of phishing that are more targeted, such as spear phishing and whaling. A spearfish is often targeted to such an extent it will be incredibly familiar. The information used will have been obtained from the sources of information available in cyberspace, such as social media accounts and through direct reconnaissance, and could be an attempt to influence you to click a link or send more information, such as passwords or bank details, or even payments. Spearfishing can also be used to gain access to or undertake reconnaissance of another more strategic target, such as a finance director or the CEO of the organisation you work for. Fishing attacks can look incredibly legitimate, and in one highly publicised attack, a junior accountant of an Austrian aerospace organisation transferred $47 million to an unknown bank account after receiving a spoof email from the executive, Walter Steffen. This was not a hack per se, but a targeted sequence of events that played into the perpetrator's hands through the ineptitude of the victim and the apathy of Austrian aerospace to the threat. For such a large amount of money to be wired by a junior accountant without any controls or approval processes is inexcusable. Walter Stefan was unceremoniously fired after a 14-hour board meeting on May 24, 2016. Phishing attacks are ubiquitous, incredibly damaging and potentially life-changing for victims. Attacks are conducted by individuals, government-backed hackers, independent hacking groups and hacktivists. Cybercriminals do the same with the intention to market confidential data to governments and private companies. Cybercriminals employ individually designed strategies and social engineering techniques to personalise target messages and websites. As a result, even high-ranking officials within organisations, such as CEOs and finance directors, can find themselves opening emails they thought were safe, protected by the layers of security controls put in place at the expense of the business, The sad truth is that they're no more protected than anyone else. There are many types of phishing out there, and many use kits and social engineering to get their victim on the hook. But let's drill into phishing kits a moment. How do they work? Well, it's pretty straightforward, which is perhaps why it's the go-to strategy for cybercriminals and the most successful. A phishing kit is a collection of software tools that makes it easier for people with little or most surprisingly no technical skill to launch a phishing exploit. Think of it as a pre-packaged set of tools that make the exploit easy to execute. The goal is to trick the recipient into performing a specific action that will benefit the attacker. Typically, this involves getting the victim to click on a malicious web link, open an infected attachment or authorize a transfer of funds. A phishing kit typically includes website development software that has a simple low-code, no-code graphical user interface. This type of phishing kit typically comes complete with email templates, graphics and sample scripts that can be used to create convincing imitations of legitimate correspondence, mostly email or text message. For an additional price, some kits may also include lists of email addresses, telephone numbers and software for automating the distribution process. You can now buy this as a service for as little as $30 a month, and in some cases the author can offer profit-sharing commercial models. These fake phishing websites are now being hosted in plain sight on everyday cloud service, giving the perpetrators access to legitimate domains and security certificates, which can trick most people, even those with experience in cybersecurity, into thinking the content is genuine. The real challenge we have is that no antivirus software can really protect us from phishing, The only real measure of success when looking at awareness training for company or personal network users is a reduction of impact to zero, which, realistically, will not happen anytime soon. The truth is, we're all at risk from phishing, and the success of phishing is underpinned by the fact that we share too much on social media. Our email addresses, and quite often the passwords associated with those email addresses, have been disclosed through a myriad of successful hacks – and we are sometimes far too trusting or naive to the threat posed by these spoof emails. We can all check if we have been a victim of hacking by visiting this website, www.haveibeenpwned.com, and entering the email address we suspect may have been hacked. Awareness training is helping those in the corporate setting to reduce the impact of phishing but we all need to be more suspicious of all contact as you cannot simply trust any content that is sent to you, even if it appears to be legitimate. Everyone is a target of phishing. If you have an email address, social media account and phone number, most fishers will have the entry points they need to start building a profile of you, and this information can be used in creative ways to convince you of the legitimacy of the contact influencing you to do things that perhaps you wouldn't under normal circumstances. Too often these scams succeed because the awareness training for phishing is just not available to all, especially the younger and older demographics, principally those with little or no computer literacy. We all live in an increasingly digital world, and our personally identifiable information (PII) is out there in cyberspace forever. It cannot be deleted, but it can be used against us for criminal intent. Phishing has been around for over 30 years now and first hit the news in the early 90s with the AOL free trial hack. Phishing attacks exploit weak security practices with publicly available information, combined with social engineering practices to influence us to do things we might not choose to if we had more information or suspected the content was not legitimate. Phishing can cause real damage to us as individuals, from activities such as identity theft and financial loss, but the cost to big business in terms of finance, corporate IP and market perception can be catastrophic, as we have learned with the case of Walter Steffen and Austrian Aerospace. For criminals, hacktivists and government-backed hackers, phishing is becoming more targeted and more successful due to the off-the-shelf production of phishing kits and attractive commercial models for individuals and groups. Phishing attacks are becoming so sophisticated and targeted through spear phishing and whaling that even the most experienced cybersecurity-trained person can fall victim. So how do we protect ourselves? We all must be more vigilant to the threat. We trust far too much and overshare personal information, locations, photos and videos on social media every day. We don't change our email addresses regularly enough and our passwords are used on multiple sites and are becoming far easier to crack. Try to avoid registering your personal details on any website unless you absolutely have to, which includes your email address and your name. Phone numbers should be removed from social media unless it is absolutely necessary. Our privacy is our right, and anything that aims to impact that should be met with caution and suspicion. We all get fooled into thinking we're safe online, but with the aggregation of some 1.4 billion personal records available to purchase on the dark web, We are not, and vigilance is the key. Check sent-from-addresses in your email. Don't give over any personal information unless you can verify the authenticity of the sender or caller. Change your email address if you start to receive large quantities of spam or junk email, and change your passwords regularly. Try using a phrase as your password, something only you would remember, and change some of the characters to numbers, and also use symbols. Roughly 20 characters in length is considered practically unbreakable, but we cannot protect ourselves with any length of password if the places we visit online cannot secure our data. Awareness of the threat posed to you as an individual and to businesses and government agencies is incredibly important, and here at Cyber Breakdown, we want to help raise the level of awareness through our podcast, blogs and animated series. Stay safe online. for listening. Here at Cyber Breakdown, we work tirelessly to bring quality content to our podcast followers and each one we produce requires a huge investment in research, editing, sound and voice work. If you like what we're producing and want to support us further, why not become a patron by visiting patreon.com. Search for Cyber Breakdown and follow the links to donate. If you have any views on how we could improve, then please get in touch using the comments section or tweet us using at Breakdown Cyber. Please remember to like and share our podcast and subscribe for more cybersecurity content coming soon. If you want to see how our animation team are bringing our podcast series to life, then head over to our YouTube channel and search at Cyber Breakdown.